Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get your free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash Lutheran Cartographer. The Lutheran Cartographer, Episode 8. Today we're joined by Jonathan Clemens. Jonathan is a member of Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church in Spokane, and he is a broker and realtor with the Clemens Real Estate Group. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Howdy, uh, Nick. Been a while, but uh, good, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. So we originally talked back in 2018 at the Issues Etc. conference, and just as kind of a side plug, if any of our listeners have not been to one of these conferences, I would highly recommend it, and I think Jonathan would, too. Absolutely. So, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you ended up in Spokane. So I am from Seattle. I was born there, um, and uh I spent the first 34 years of my life uh, there, essentially. I did, uh, for college, went to the other side of the state, just right by Idaho, um, to go to Washington State University. But outside of that, um, spent the first 34 years there. And the last 13 years, I've lived in Spokane, which, again, is on the other side of the state. Actually, not. I think we're about 20 miles from Idaho. Okay, good deal. Why did you choose to move from Western Washington to Eastern Washington? The a job was a primary factor. Ironically, Spokane's uh, not exactly a um, destination for biotech, which I spent uh, 20 years working in biotech. Um, but when an opportunity to work in Spokane came up, um, my wife and I, we had one and two-year-old at the time, we were really interested and um, getting out of kind of, I guess, the rat race of uh, being in the Seattle cost of living when we our boys were so close in age um, that she quit working to stay at home with them just because of the child care costs. And we'd lost half of our income. And it was just tough financially uh, yeah. to, to make that work. And then there were some cultural things as well. And and uh, yeah, so those were probably the, the main drivers for us coming to Spokane. I see. Uh, before we started the show, we talked a little bit about how you didn't want to engage in Seattle bashing, and I don't want to encourage that too much, but, I, but would you mind uh, delving a little bit more into kind of those cultural issues that you mentioned of, of not wanting to be in the, on the west side of the state? Yeah, so I, working in biotech, um, interesting enough, I very rarely worked with l- people locally that were born in Seattle. They were always imports from outside of the area and very educated, very nice people. Um, but I would end up in situations at work where, and, and trust me, I wasn't going around work proselytizing. There wasn't a lot of people um, that were openly Christian because you really were kind of a an easy target. And I would just hear people say terrible things about Christians in general. Uh, that was just kind of the atmosphere at work. Mm. And I was, and I never understood that because I was like, where are all these Christians that are making <laughs> you so angry? Because you were kind of in hiding because it's not very smart um, professionally or just to get along to... Uh, be pretty open about that. It was kind of hostile in some ways. 
Yeah, that's not good. So it was almost like they were attacking more a, a caricature or kind of their imagination of what this evil Christian might be rather than an actual experience with Christianity. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's easy. Exactly. It's easy to attack things that you don't know. And I wouldn't say exactly that Seattle um, has a, you know, overwhelming Christian culture, you know, is more of an attack on what you would think of if you probably saw what they would think of Christianity as just a, a system of do good things. Um, what they've seen probably on Benny Hinn on C TBN on television or something like that, kind of this Christian character of just being ignorant, um, backwards, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. So beyond the, the cultural and the cost of living issue that we've already talked about, what other things would you, either good or bad, that you would contrast uh, where you were in western Washington with where you're at now in Spokane? We don't get the smell of salt water here. Yeah, I really like that about the Seattle area. I love the outdoors over there. I grew up in the woods. However, as I got older, I start, you know, if there's so many people there that accessing when you even go to remote area, anywhere within two hours of Seattle, there's millions of people. And so you show up at a trailhead or a lake or a river to fish, whatever. And there's you and everyone <laughs> else within, you know, thousands of other people that are into hobbies too, doing yeah. the same thing. And so while it's a beautiful area, accessing some of that and actually getting away can be problematic. If you like to do that outdoor kind of stuff and then getting there too, um, one thing we found is <laughs> funny enough, people a lot of times go over the mountains to Eastern Washington to do their camping. So you have to take an extra day just to leave by Friday or, you know, watch out for traffic on the pass coming back on a Sunday. And, um, it, uh, that was a real shocker when we first got over here, we like, we we're just coming home on a Sunday and like, we didn't have to make special arrangements to get back into town nice. <laughs> or this town. Yeah, it was great. So. <laughs> you just leave or come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. Yes. <laughs> One comic strip put it like, oh, you have to commute to commune with nature or something like that. But you don't have to do that in Spokane, which is great. Yeah. Yep. So tell me about the best things about Spokane. What, what do you like best about being there? Well, I do like it's a, it is a slower pace of life. Um, uh, I kind of touched on it, easier access to, to the outdoors. I mean, you know, Spokane, there's we the nearest large city to the east would be Missoula mm -hmm. and then or Coeur d'Alene. But I mean, they're not really large cities and to the west would be Seattle. And so once you leave Spokane, you're out in the country. So 20 minutes, you just pick a direction and you're in a rural area, in remote area. Um, yeah. So I really like that. Um, people are culturally, um, I would say that it's more moderate. Um, we have, you know, like anywhere, there's people all over the spectrum when you talk about political aspects. Um, but people aren't as militant or I guess um, if you don't fit in with the, with Things are more middle of the road. There isn't the extremes um, yeah. culturally, um, politically, and uh, and I didn't get that in Seattle 
you know, anywhere from work or just in general, if you, you could really, if you said the wrong thing, you could really get somebody up in your grill about, uh, you know, that's, you're either ignorant or you're, um, somehow prejudiced or you don't, um, fit what their mold, ironically, supposed to be more tolerant. I find people more tolerant here, uh, and open-minded and liberal. So it's almost the, the kind of idea of politics kind of swallowing everything and everything getting more and more political. You find that Spokane is kind of a break from that, where even if you disagree with people, it's not the end of the world. Uh, and that politicization hasn't happened quite as much there. Is that a way to summarize that? Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be blowing smoke and saying that, uh, you know, there aren't those extremes, but not what I found over there. My neighbor across the street, he's an atheist and Mm -hmm. um, politically very different from me, but we're very good friends. He knows about me. I'm not afraid to um, to say that I'm a Christian or a Lutheran um, with him. He knows that. And, um, you know, I just take care of him like I would any, you know, somewhat. We're great friends. We fish together. He's he's much older than me. I look out for him. My boys mow his grass and blow his snow. And, and uh, we have a great relationship. And uh, I know where he's coming from. He knows where, but we don't fight. We don't fight about that, you know. Yeah. So, you're just good neighbors, which is great. Yes. yes. We've talked about the good things about Spokane, the access to the outdoors, the the more relaxed culture, the fact that you don't have to like watch every single word you say. And those are all great things. Let's talk about the flip side. What isn't so good about Spokane? We don't have the Mariners. <laughs> well, then you just don't have to despair every every year, right? <laughs> So one one thing about Spokane that's way different than Seattle, and there's a good side to this too. Sure. Um, but the bad side is, um, well, the, the thing is, is we don't have the 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 economy that Seattle does. When when I go back there, there is just money. I mean, there is so much money, um, whether it's in real estate, what people drive. Everything, it's, I mean, everything's just new. Everything's torn down. I mean, from when, just when I was a kid, I can't even recognize the place. It's been torn up and rebuilt and everything is so different. Um, so um, we don't have that. We don't have the, the the software or biotech hubs. We do have a great medical, a lot of regional hospitals that serve Montana, Idaho, Eastern Washington. So that would be one big driver. Um, but on the flip side, that's kept our housing prices lower. Um, things tend to kind of stay the same longer. I mean, we, we have change here. We, we, uh, can tell, uh, the economy's doing well, but our hires aren't as high, but our busts, our lowers aren't as low either. So, but it would be good for Spokane would really you know, having a nice manufacturing base like a Boeing or the software presence, even on a smut, you know, it's a smaller city, uh, much reduced scale, that type of economy um, would be good. We just don't have that driver. I see. So it's not as economically prosperous as you might see during a boom cycle on the western side of the mountains? Sure. Yep, absolutely. Okay. 
So let's transition to talk about what it's, we've talked about the good and the bad. What's it like being a Lutheran in Spokane? I'm just going to speculate here because I've been a Lutheran on the west side of the state and then on the east side of the state. I can't really, well, I can comment a little bit. It was interesting going back to Collinsville for the Issues Etc. conference because I think Washington or, or even just the Northwest in general is a little bit more relaxed about um, how we operate. Um, and uh-huh. I would say, I mean, in, in, that's good in some ways, and there's also a downside to that. Um, but being a Lutheran, it's, I think it's easier to be a Lutheran in your uh, day, life outside of your home. Um, Uh like I've already touched on in the workplace, um, in general, uh, it's, but we're still dealing, uh, like even, even in, uh, my church, there are, um, a diversity of people and a diversity of ways that they want the church to operate. And, um, you know, so I, we still see those struggles, um, ultimately, um, what I really do like about our church is that we're is that the word of God is not open for interpretation in that um, <clears throat> we believe in the Bible. And if, if as, as Christians, if we can't have a commonality and, and one thing I like about our confessions is if we don't have a, a, a framework or something that we do agree on, then we end up getting caught you end up going in directions that were like with the Methodist church splitting that that's just going down um, ELCA issues. So I don't really see that in our church or our area here, but we, we, not everyone's always on the same page. Yeah. It sounds like it's kind of a, a place with its, with its own struggles as any congregation or church goes through. Yeah. Sure. So how would you look at it in terms of uh, it fitting into the to the larger religious landscape of Spokane? Is Spokane kind of like the western side of the mountains with a lot of uh, non-churchgoers, or is it a more, um, more church-oriented place? What's it like in that regard? Well, it's more church-oriented than Seattle, certainly. Um, okay. But it's I wouldn't call it what you would think of as a church, like maybe what you'd get traditionally in the Midwest, which I have a feeling is probably changing as well. Um, but definitely, um, it's more spoken about, um, you know, people you ask and, and you'll hear sometimes people like, Oh, on Sunday they went to church. Whereas I didn't get as much of that on, uh, but I mean, we're still in Washington state and there's still a lot of transplants here from other parts. I don't know. (laughs) Side note. I thought about this, like where a lot of people that I've met that move from out of state, it's they're usually like, I don't know, they might come from a church family or they're ex-Catholics or something. But then when they come here, they they ditch the church. Maybe they're running from something. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I've heard two pastors joke about this. One said that, oh, they're, all their Bibles fell off uh, the wagons when they went over the Rocky Mountains. That's yeah. one one joke I've heard, and then the other is the reason that Mount Rainier is white is that's all the transfer papers that that never <laughs> arrived. 
<laughs> so yeah, it is a very strange phenomenon. I'm not quite sure what, what causes it. Yeah, interesting question. So let's talk about uh, what it's like to raise a family in Spokane. You mentioned you have two boys. What are the things to watch out for in terms of raising a family? What's what's it like there? Well, I would say, like, I'm I'm biased. I, I call it, you know, after we moved here, I was like, this is like leave it to Beaver. Um, you know, if you turn on the news and look for everything that's ter- Yeah, I mean, we, we have homeless uh, a problem here. I thought it was pretty bad until I <laughs> went back and saw what had happened when I was in Ballard. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, but, Seattle's. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, you know, we have, but it's... My boys, like we can afford, we live in the city. Uh-huh. They walk, they walk to school, um, to the elementary and their middle school. We have great parks. Um, I can be downtown in three minutes. I could never afford to be in Seattle and have that situation. Um, we can walk to the grocery. Everything's right here. It's affordable. We can actually afford to go downtown. We have beautiful parks. I think it's great. We, you know, we have petty crime. Once in a while, you'll see, you know, people will be prowling around. I mean, I guess that's, I don't know if it's any worse than what you'd have any other part of the country. But um, I don't know, for some reason, people are more gritty in Spokane. It struck me. We don't have a lot of shootings. We get stabbings. Uh, So Mm. I don't know if you like to keep your uh, violence up close and personal here or what, but. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know um, about that, but for but in general, uh, raising it's it's been great. It's affordable, um, and just the access to everything. I the the schools that my kids I can't complain other than general like why why are they teaching this kind of questions? Um, but no, I would absolutely recommend it. I okay. think it's great. Fantastic. So now let's transition to talking about stereotypes. Sometimes they are, you know, we often hear a lot of negative things about stereotypes, but usually they are based in some truth. And so I want to throw some stereotypes about Washington at you, and then you can maybe talk about if those actually apply to Spokane, or maybe that's, oh, that's more of a Seattle thing or more of a western side of the state thing. So let's go through some of them, and if you want to answer them quickly, you're welcome to, or if you'd like to kind of elaborate a little more that's fine too so first one it rains all the time it does if you're on the west side of the cascades over here um not so much uh we get a lot of it's just it's completely different and what one thing that's great about washington is you have rainforest and ocean on one side and you can go through there's the palouse uh, there's mountain ranges, there's mountains. Um, we have like the plains in the center in, in parts of the center of the state, desert. Um, and then when you by the time you get to the eastern, far eastern, like where we're at, you're kind of getting the foothills of the Rockies. It's so in one day or part of a day, you can experience so many different um, different um, climates and uh the geography is great uh, it's not like you just drive across the state and it's just one monotonous thing so it's okay so 
If you're on the coast, yes, but most of the state, no, that's not the case. Not at all. It's very sunny. In fact, some places are like California in a lot of ways. Okay. So just a reminder to all our listeners that Spokane is on the eastern side of the mountains uh, and that the weather's different there. All right. So next stereotype, and that is uh, there's a big homeless problem. In Seattle and Spokane, and when I say Seattle, I'm really talking that whole corridor on the Puget Sound. But when you get outside, like in downtown Spokane, I'd say we, we do. But okay. outside of the major, the, the, the larger cities, I, I don't see it. Okay. But yes, so, I mean, I would say that there, I, I would say it's, a, it's an issue. Absolutely. Okay. So what other misconceptions or things people might think about Spokane that that really are true or really aren't true about Spokane? Um, I would, uh, so speaking from the perspective of a West Sider, that um, Spokane is, um, you know, all Republican, conservative. That's not the, that's not the case politically. Um, Spokane is like any larger city. It has a diversity. It's much more conservative. I'd call it middle of the road than Seattle. Absolutely. Um, But um, no, not everyone here is a uh, gun toting you know, right-wing fanatic. Um, culturally, Spokane is backwards. No, I, I absolutely not. Um, we have all sorts of uh, neat things to do culturally here. And, um, I, you know, we can be a little slow on a couple years on the uptick on some things, but... Absolutely, yeah. And and we've already kind of gone over some of the benefits that come with that slower pace of life as well, mm-hmm. which is really good. So now let's talk a little bit about the cultural scene in Spokane. Is there much to do in terms of uh, concerts or restaurants, things to do, that sort of thing? Yeah, so um, absolutely. So the restaurants is actually, ah, man, it is really boom. The, there are so because the, the downtown core and what's neat about Spokane is you have your downtown, but then there are little neighborhoods throughout the city itself um, where they have unique. They're and they're not just little strip malls or anything like that. They're just that we rail lines. I mean, the city really prospered um, from all the mining and timber 100 plus years ago. And so everything was laid out and they're little micro definite neighborhoods and they're all accessible. Um, you, you, it's not like there's what I'd call blackout periods where it's four o'clock. I can't go get a gallon of milk or go out to eat because I'm going to get caught in traffic. You just yeah. go and do. And um, so there's tons of great places to eat. One that I would mention that I, I recently came across um, and it's in downtown is Chicken and More, also Chicken and Mo. it's called. Um, and it's a southern type place. And I've eaten in uh-huh. Zell's and all those places um, that are famous in Seattle. And the yeah, I mean, it's awesome. And I'm not don't usually get super excited about. Uh, but if you ever do come to Spokane, uh, Chicken and More, uh, it's worth checking out. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. If you're listening to this podcast on a device, you know the power of having audio on the go, whether it's running errands, 
doing chores, Audible wants to bring the power of audio to you with books. And right now you can go get a free book through Audible to try out their service. You can go to audibletrial.com slash Lutheran Cartographer and check out their wide array of books. I'd recommend checking out Luther's Table Talk. You can get it for free with this trial offer and you can listen to seven hours of the wit and wisdom of Martin Luther. But if Table Talk isn't to your taste, you can try something else out. They have a huge audio catalog to choose from. So go to audibletrial.com slash Lutheran Cartographer to check out that free trial. So then let's transition to the part of the podcast that I really look forward to where we talk about the hidden gems of the area. We've already mentioned chicken and more. What other <laughs> either rest or mo, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> what other places uh, would you recommend seeing either restaurants, activities, museums, other neat things that you'd recommend a visitor to Spokane should definitely check out? Yeah. So, um, if you come to Spokane, um, you stay at the Davenport hotel. Um, it is a four or five star. I, I mean, no expense was spared when it was built over a hundred years ago. And that's how they operate today. Absolutely. And you're right in downtown. So you can walk to get to everything. Um, also in downtown is Riverside park. There's an actual Island there. Um, used to, all be train yards downtown and Spokane still is a big train uh, city. Um, But in, I think it was the 1974 expo, that Island, the river runs right through it. So there's an actual falls and beautiful river wild running right through the downtown, uh, which you don't get through major, most major cities. So checking that out. Um, we also have just great park systems in general. When the city's founders um, laid the city out, um, they wanted to have a great park system. So or I think it was the nephew of the guy that did Central Park in New York laid out the parks here. Just, oh, really? Uh, yes. I so, didn't realize there was that connection there. Yep. And so just not far from my house is one awesome park, a 90-acre park right in the city here called Manitou. And mm-hmm. it used to be a zoo years ago, but I mean, it has a beautiful English garden, a Japanese garden, um, some wild areas, uh, duck ponds, um, open field areas for outdoor activities, splash pads, um, beautiful park. Um, so Manitou. Um, and one thing that's not Spokane in gen- I've kind of touched on the outdoor activities. I love riding motorcycles and I love fishing. In fact, I rode my motorcycle out uh, to Collinsville um, for the uh, Issues Etc. Con- uh, conference. So if you like riding bikes or doing any outdoor activities, it's great. And one, it's not so hidden, but Lake Roosevelt, um, absolutely gorgeous. Um, hundreds of miles of beautiful, pristine beaches that you can, I mean, we go out, take my family out in the boat, you can pick a beach. There won't be anyone else around. You see bighorn sheep, um, just wild and beautiful sand beaches, water skiing. And there's people out there, but it's not crowded. It's not like Chelan um, or other destinations where they're beautiful and they're, they're great places to go, but they're crowded. Roosevelt. 
good in the water's warm. It's just not now, but in this time of year, Certainly. it's yeah. January, but, um, but, but it <laughs> when it's time to actually open. get outside. It's, yes. it's yep. nice and warm. But in nice. general, if you like lakes, if you like fishing, Coeur d'Alene is just not far and um, beautiful. Um, Pond d'Alene, also in Idaho. But any of the lakes around here, any of the outdoor activities, mountain bikings, tons of places to ski. I don't ski. My family does. But easy access, lots of, lots of outdoor activities. Yeah, those all sound really good. Yep. So... All right. So now as we start to close out the podcast, I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity to mention any places that people that you'd like to send people, uh, places to follow you online or your church or anything else that you'd like to mention or, or plug. Yeah. So I appreciate that. So um, my church is Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. Uh, we're on the South Hill. If you're ever uh, in town, please do come by and visit. Um, I was also uh, like to plug uh, my business. Um, I work, I left the biotech um, going almost on three years now to join my wife. We have the Clemens Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. And so my wife and I are realtors. And um, so if you happen to relocate, which we're ending up with a lot of people, um, funny enough, from Denver, um, Portland and Seattle are relocating here. We get a lot of, uh, we also get a lot of military people because of the air force base here but yeah so you can always look us up um, my email and phone access um, you, you're welcome to look me up at clemens real estate group or clemens group.com and uh, that way you can get in contact with me i'd be happy to point you out to to places to go and and see more specifics so Excellent. Yeah. So I would encourage our listeners, if you are thinking about locating to Spokane, definitely check out Jonathan's real estate business. I'll go ahead and have a link to that in our show notes. It'll be lutherancartographer.com slash eight. So look for that there. And any parting thoughts for our listeners today, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm just shooting this one off the cuff. You know, based off of what we talked before about the purpose of this, um, your podcast and about your questions about being Lutheran in different parts of the country. One of the great things about being Lutheran, no matter where you are, where you're at is the vocational aspect that no matter where you're at, doesn't matter whether you're up in Nome, Alaska or, um, in Antarctica or in Seattle, Spokane, Boston, you Chicago, you pick it. Our vocation is for Christ and our vocation, whether it's being a sister, a husband, a father, a mother, a teacher um, in our businesses, we can reflect that and shine that light of Christ on people. So don't despair no matter where you're at. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Just be uh, a Christian, be uh, where you're at and follow where God takes you. Amen. Thank you again for your time today, Jonathan. God's peace to you. God's peace to you as well, Nicholas. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things we talked about today, including a link to Jonathan's real estate business if you are looking to relocate to Spokane, go to lutherancartographer.com slash eight. 
Next week, we've got a real treat for you. We're talking to Brian Wolfmuller about Austin, Texas, and his book, A Martyr's Faith in a Faithless World. So be sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss that episode when it comes out. And if you'd like to check out that Audible offer, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Lutheran Cartographer. I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.